I'm going to share the reasons why I'm doing this, and then we're going to get into it. All right, before I actually get into it, I want to go before God with a word of prayer. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord God, you are so wonderful. You are so worthy, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are righteous, God. Righteous is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord God, we thank you on tonight, God. We come before you, God, with thanksgiving, God. Give you all the praise, all of the honor, all of the glory, which is due your name, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we welcome your presence. We welcome Yeshua, Abba Father. We welcome the right Holy Ghost on tonight, God. Lord God, we push back any darkness that may try to come up against the words. We come up against any technical dysfunction on tonight. We come up against every witch, every warlock, every enchanter, every incantation, every spell, everything. We return it to sender in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we're coming before the people on tonight, God, sharing, God, not to condemn, but Lord God, but to come in awareness in the name of Jesus. Lord, for you said that it was in your word, God, that no man shall perish, but we shall all come into repentance. Lord God, the will is, God, Lord, to point people back to you tonight, Father God. Lord God, we decrease that your Holy Ghost might increase on tonight. Let your will be done, God. Lord, let the people not see Sheila, but see you. Let them hear you, Lord God. For send me a word, God, that he that has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying on tonight. Lord, I cover us, God, in your blood, God. Cover my family, cover my mind, cover my heart, God, in the name of Jesus. And I'll be more than careful to give you all the praise, the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so good evening. Um, and if you can share this broadcast, so I just want to kind of share, and I'm only coming on here for a particular reason, and um, is to bring awareness about um, something that I had gone through at my formal ministry. But before I do that, um, it's not to expose, however, we are living in a perilous hour, and Living right, clean lives before God is what must most is most important. It's most it's more important than um your lifestyle, okay? And if you're not living a righteous lifestyle, you're who I'm talking to. Um, some of the things I'm gonna share tonight is gonna be a little detail, and it's only because um it's a certain type of person who I know is gonna come across this live. Um, thank you to the supporters who are on here who are listening. If you know of anybody who may have fallen prey to what I'm getting ready to talk about, um, please do have them reach out to me in Messenger. So tonight, because we're not exposing, I'm not giving any names. I'm just bringing awareness because when it all boils down to it, y'all, it comes to where we need to be right. We need to be right when 
the Lord comes to get us. You want to make sure that he says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. So before I go any, forth, any, any further, because I know this is being shared around the world, um, my background, I have, I am in love with the Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, we're not talking about Muhammad. We're not talking about any other religion. We're talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who is Lord. Okay, so that's that's the angle I'm coming from tonight. So, um, so now things begin going well in this relationship. Just, just, just fast forwarding it. Once again, he made me feel like I was the only one. He made me feel like you know we're gonna both you know do what we're doing with you know with our with both of our situations, and we're gonna be together. We're gonna do this. Um, if I end up, he told me that even if he left that church, he wanted me to go back home with him. Right. So he's like, I don't want to leave you here. You know, I, 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 I want us to be together. So this is what he's feeding in my head. So I'm like, OK, even though things were not done the way I thought they would be in the beginning, I'm still, you know, just holding on. But during this time, one key thing during this whole time, I never lost my prayer life. I remember uh, when I would first start being with him, I had I, I was on um, different prayer lines. I was always in meditation and in prayer. And so I remember he telling me, he was like, what are you doing? Because I would wake, I, I would accidentally wake him up and I'm like, you know, I'm on this prayer line. You're doing too much. So basically then and there, he was trying to get me to stop praying. I'm like, why would you get me to stop praying? So I didn't ask him. And so when we would be together, he was totally different than he was at church. He, he, he wouldn't be called pastor. You know, he was just a regular person. He loved to try that. Like he's cool, knowing good and well, he was the oldest thing there. Um, at try to act so young, so you know, which that's you know that's that's fine. Um, so basically, he um, never was addressed as being a pastor when we were out. Um, if anything, at his house, never talked about church. Even he told me he was like, "Look, I don't talk. You know, we don't talk about me and such and such. Don't talk about church at home. So we're not gonna do it. Don't feel like you know you get any special privileges because you're up under me. You know, we're not talking about church. So I'm like, okay." And so the whole time, you know, when we would eat, he would not pray over the food, nothing. I would have to do the prayer over the food, you know, just all of that. Um, when he needed encouragement, I was always there for him. I remember when his, um, when he had a close family member to die, I was there for him. Um, I remember, although I did not go out of town with him, um, he basically was on the phone with me. I'm sorry, on FaceTime with me, wanted me to pray with him and stuff. Um, when he went to sleep at night, I was there. We fell asleep on the FaceTime. You know, I seen to him, so on and so forth. So, I was, so pretty much, I was always there for him. Always there for him to make sure that he was eating right. Always there to make sure that his suits were clean. Always there to make sure that his house was tied up. Always there to make sure that his back was rubbed, his feet was rubbed. Just catering to him. Um, so when he finally got his own place, um, I was always there, always. I knew his schedule, like the back of his, um, like the back of my hand. So then as time went on, um, we, he began changing. I remember we started having Friday night service at, um, our ministry and it was like a deliverance service. And so this particular time, and this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little bit more information because this is I'm 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 I'm, I'm looking for a certain type of person um, who I'm whom I'm supposed to be ministering to. So this this particular night, um, there was one um, girl or young lady, however, sorry, who was called from the audience, and um, 
the person speaking into her life stated that I think they asked her and I can't remember it all but um, before I say this part Pastor Poppy is a great manipulator okay I begin picking that up over time he's a great manipulator um, a great liar a cheater um, but he also you know he was really sweet he was he was a chameleon so whatever you wanted him to be, he's going to change himself into that person. But in his heart, nasty, black, dark, okay? My grand manipulator, cheater, liar. Okay, so I'm not talking about the person. I'm just, I want to point these things out. Um, okay, so now that night, oh yeah, and everybody he would try to, who he can try to get over on, he will. I remember we would go to different restaurants and he would always try to get stuff free. When I first met him, he tried to, I, I remember we were at this place and this lady said something as he was walking out and I said, were you talking to him? She was like, yes, he's always trying to get something for free. So I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So I noticed that it was a pattern with him. He always trying to get something free. So going back to um, that night at the service. So the girl was being ministered to. And she was told that, um, I think that he asked her, are you a hairstylist or cosmetologist or whatever? And the girl said, yes. And so I think she ended up saying, yeah, I do hair and I do lashes. All right. And so then after that, the, um, the person let, um, have, um, had, had, you know, was, was, was reading more of her life. And he said that, um, I think he told her that she was going to have a, a, a hair store or something like that or a store. Now, mind you, we all are in there. And so then um, that night after the service was over, um, I was in the foyer, you know, and Pastor Poppy always talked to the people there. I, I just never paid attention to that because I was never a jealous person. So I, I never, you know, you're a pastor, you're going to talk to people. You're going to have people phone numbers, so on and so forth. Okay, I, I, you know, I get it. So after service, I was waiting to talk to him only to see the girl who was prophesied to that night. He was literally talking to her in her face. I didn't think anything about it, right? But he was leaning down the way I see him do other people, the way he did me. And sometimes when he's leaning down talking, you may think that he's talking church. Um, church. He's not always talking church. <laughs> That's part of his conning. That's part of his manipulation. That's part of his sneakiness. All right, so now he was doing that. But remember, right now, I'm not thinking anything because we're still, like, together and stuff. Um, now, mind you, um, during that particular month, I believe it was August, his son had come to stay with him. So, and I had also, also gone back to work. So we weren't, re so we were not really spending much time together. However, we, because his family was there. And so I didn't want to intrude. And so, you know, I know they were only going to be there temporarily. And so, um, that night I saw him talking to the, you know, talking to the girl. And then now it was after the fact that I put two and two together. So now, after this time, we ended up, um, you know, I got, got with his son and them celebrating his birthday, had a whole birthday weekend with it. And I remember one of the parties that he had that weekend, it was a virtual party. And so this is where um, I just really started thinking, I'm like, okay, something, you know, this is not right. Because it was about three times that I was going to leave him during the course of this year. And I remember each time I leave, oh, you know, he's saying, oh, you leaving me? You leaving me? Why are you leaving me? 
And so, you know, I may stop calling you for a week or whatever, and then we'll talk again. So I wasn't truly gone. And so then now, um, that birthday party, it really got to me because I um, was on that particular virtual birthday party. And then his wife, you know, children, everybody, you know, his immediate family was on there. A lot of people were on that, um, you know, on, on that particular party. And so what got me was that, um, you know, the son had said, hey, we have a special guest on here. Like none of them know who they, who I was except for the son who moved down here. I mean, him and his family, they the only one who knew. And then even with that, he didn't really know who I was to his dad. And so um, now they were saying, hey, we have a visitor on here. So they let me speak. And then at one point they said, we're going to have this loving wife of 40 years to speak. So I'm like, oh, my God. So what got me was that she said, it's been a long time. So she didn't sound like the woman who he proclaimed he left. She sounded like he's keeping her in a pocket, lying to her, come down here doing what he wants to do. Right? So it sounds like, you know, the manipulation is just going. It's just going. The manipulation is just there. So I felt bad. I was like, oh, my God. So I remember talking to him. I was like, look, I said, hey, I just can't do this no more. I was like, I got to go or whatever. And I'm like, it just really just bothered me. And I'm like, why don't you just have your wife to come down here? And he's just like, you know, it's not like that or whatever. And I remember it was, I can't remember how we got on it, but um, I'm like, you know, he had made a remark. Because mind you, he's a lot older than me. So he was like, do you know what a 70-year-old body looks like? And I'm like, how rude. I'm thinking to myself, your body is not a baby body either. Like, your body, like, let's not even get on that subject. Let's not even get on that topic. I'm like, how dare you? How can you even say that about your wife? Do you know what a seven-year-old body looks like? So, you know, I just kind of left that alone. Um, so anyway, so so moving forward, I remember, um, and actually backing up these, um, this was a few months before that August. I began praying to God and I'm like, because things had started getting so bad with us. He was emotionally abusing me. He was physically abusing me. Um, and he was mentally abusing me. When I say that he accused me all the time of everything, I mean, he was always accusing me. It just came to the point of where I just lost myself. We were arguing so much because I was busy trying to defend myself and he was busy just trying to accuse me of something. I mean, accusing me of the stupidest stuff, accusing me of sleeping with every man in the church, accusing me of sleeping with my co-workers. Accusing, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And so, um, now with this, he, um, you know, I, I, I ended up praying to God. I remember when we were laying in the bed one night and I had my back turning and I was crying and I'm like, Lord, I need your help, you know, getting out of this. I can't do this by myself. And I'm like, I know that you're here. I can't do this by myself. I'm like, this man has, um, run through my marriage He's got me to a place where I don't even know myself anymore. And I'm like, Lord, trouble the water. So I do know sometimes when you ask God for something, you don't know how it's going to look. You don't know how that water is going to be troubled. You do not know how it's going to look. All you know is that when you're living an upright life before God and you're sincere with him, he's going to answer your cry. So um, that was when, you know, um, with the, you know, with, um, with the young lady thing that had happened. So come to find out moving forward, 
um, I would still be coming over to his house, um, you know, just tidying up things, getting his dry cleaning or whatever, and going back home doing his, you know, his dishes and stuff and laundry. So when I started coming over after his son and have left, I think his son and were there at his staying at his house for about three weeks. When they left, um, he wanted me to come over and tidy up things. So I went over and I was doing his laundry. I was, I mean, I'm sorry, I was folding his laundry. And then I pull out a big bra, a big bra out of the clothes hamper. And I was like, what is this? So he, you know, looked, jumped up and looked surprised. He was like, oh, you know, I'm doing my son them laundry. So I'm like, okay, I didn't think anything of it. Just, you know, just, just went on cleaning. And so then I had left to go to the store that day because I needed to pick something up. And then when I came and I left the door unlocked. And so then when I came back in, I was talking and I saw him doing the same thing that he did to me, you know, down, smiling at the, because I knew he was on FaceTime. And I'm like, and he like, shh. So... He was just giving himself away. So I'm like, who are you talking to? And he was like, why are you coming in here so loud? I'm like, I always come in here loud. What are you talking about? And I'm like, who are you talking to? What are you trying to hide? So then he basically lied on his pastor saying that he was talking to, you know, such and such. And so I'm thinking to myself, why would you be doing that? So I didn't even say anything. I just went to do back and doing what I was doing. So he's like, don't kill my head with that. So I'm like, okay, you know, we just let that go on. So then time passed, we're still talking and everything, going out to eat after church, still talking, this and that. And so then the next time that I came over to tidy up, um, he was not there. He left the key for me. And so he had just called me, you know, saying that, hey, I need you to do this, whatever. So I went over to his place. I'm like, okay. So this time I go in his room and I see some, actually, I'm sorry, I went into his closet. I saw some female stuff and I'm like, hold up, what in the world is going on? And then I saw some earrings, and I'm like, okay, let me get this man to call. So I called him. He was like, hey, what you, um, you know, you finished? I was like, no, I'm calling because I have a concern. I'm like, I'm holding some earrings in my hand, and they're not mine. So um, he's like, okay. He was like, I, I call you back. You know, I can't talk right now. So he called me back, and then this time, first, first he allowed his pastor. This time, he allowed the son, oh, well, I just want to let you know, you know, my son is at my house as much as I am. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, so your son just moved down here. Why would he move into a house, move his family down here if he's not, if he's cheating on his wife? So I was asking, was asking him these things. And so he said, you know, stop asking all those questions, this and that. And so um, now, <laughs> mind you, I'm like, okay, you know, this is ridiculous. So now, um, I, you know, I, um, I went to church. I remember it was church that night, and I was just like so hurt. I was just, I was so hurt. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to find out something, and this man is going to stop lying to me. And I'm like, I know I'm not crazy, because I remember to him, I said that if I were not mistaken, I would think that, you know, it was the girl who got that prophecy that night. Now, remember, he's a grand manipulator. He only talked to you for certain reasons. If you think you money, I mean, have money. And remember, I told you my dad passed. So what comes when, when somebody passed? Life insurance policy. Because I had asked him, I'm like, why did you target me? Why did you target me? You know, you were just nice and this and that or whatever. You know, I had inquired about you in the back. So I'm like, what exactly were you inquiring? So really, he's a great manipulator, great life. So he's going to charm you um, to get what he wants. It's all about him. It's never to blame for anything. It's all about him. Now, once again, I'm not trying to talk about him. I'm just trying to expose the enemy on tonight. So 
as I begin to research this, he falls along the line as being a narcissist. So if you ever look up a narcissist, which our whole relationship was a very narcissistic relationship. Um, and I'm going to go into more of that, not tonight, I, you know, um, because of the time permitting, but I'm going to go more into that, how, you know, what that looks like. Um, so that other people who may be in something like this or fall and pray, you wouldn't know what to look out to. I mean, I'm sorry, you wouldn't know what to look out for. So, um, so getting back to, um, you know, where I'm at right now. So I had, um, I, I was at church and I was, and I was so hurt. And so, you know, we went on back home and I think, I don't know if we talked that night or what, but I remember the following week we had gotten into like a really bad, like argument. We were texting back, you know, back and forth in church. And so, um, I honestly think that this was planned because this is how the narcissist think, you know, they don't, well, let me not go into that, into that part tonight. But anyway, um, I guess he had conjured that up with having an argument with me because he started saying that, you know, it's going to take a lot of making up to do. But supposedly um, he was upset with me because of something I said. And I'm like, what in the world? So it just really got kind of crazy. And I remember I had stopped calling him. And so he called me. He was like, why are you not calling me? And I said, because I'm not going to chase a man. I'm not going to chase you. And he's like, well, you should. You have a lot of making up to do. And I'm like, how am I supposed to make this up? I mean, you tell me what, because I'm, I'm not going to chase you. I don't chase men. And so, like, now he's, like, saying that, you know, um, it's going to take a lot of making up and, you know, so on and so forth or whatever, this and that. So, really, what I end up finding out after time is that that was his way of weaning the next person into his house, you know, into his home. So, he had to try to find something some fault in me to have me to not come over to this place so that he can have the new person coming. So I remember the last time I went over, it was in, I want to say it was in September. I remember, I remember there was an event. Yes, there was an event being held at, at the church. It was a, um, it was a picnic or whatever, something in the park. And so I ended up not going because it was my mom's birthday party that day. And so, um, I remember I had inquired with people about it. I'm like, hey, you know, how was the event? I missed it, you know? And so um, they were saying, yeah, you know, Pastor Pop was running around like he was a child. And, you know, he had this, you know, little girl who he was swinging around saying, don't wear her. So I'm like, okay, ding dong, there it is. I knew I wasn't crazy because he tried to tell me I was crazy. He tried to say, oh, girl, you crazy. What I look like running around trying to get young booty. And I'm thinking myself a fool. That's what you look like. So now I'm like, okay, I know my eyes were not playing tricks on me. Remember, I had prayed about this. I'm like, God, trouble the water because I want to get out of this situation. I want to get out of this. This is not right. This is not me. I don't do these kind of things. Now, I end up having to forgive. I had to forgive myself because we all fall short of the glory of God. We all fall short. So I, I, you know, I eventually got over that. But it was a very hurtful thing. So, you know, after that, I remember I went over to his place again. And um, we were talking, I'm like, look, I said, just come clean with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, just come clean. Like, whatever you're doing, just let me know. Don't do this to me. You know, do not do this to me. Whatever it is you're doing, come clean. So he would never admit anything. So this time I was over his place. I saw stuff in the bathroom. And I'm just like, and then I saw, I, 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 was, I was getting ready to lay on the sofa. Then on the pillow, I was putting the pillow. And then I'm pulling something off. And I'm like, oh my God, it's a caterpillar. No. It was an eyelash. T 
two eyelashes. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I was like, the writing is on the wall. What in the world? So I'm like, what in the world? And so from that point on, he's like, you did it. You did it. It's your fault. You were not seeing no panties over here. You were not seeing no bras over here. You were not seeing no lashes over here. It's because of you. So I'm like, this man doing the wrong and you blaming me for you doing wrong? How are you blaming me for you doing wrong? So I'm like, you know what? Okay. So we had stopped talking about it. And then, you know, it was just, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's, 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 it's there. He's not going to admit it. Um, and so then I ended up staying over there until almost dark. And I said, I'm going to spend the night. He was like, no, you got to go. I got to go. So I ended up going home. And then I'm like, you know what? Because I just need this to be over. So I'm like, gut, my gut feeling saying, okay, go back. So I called. I had called. I did something, you know, whatever. I wanted to find out. Called. Made a phone call. Heard his um, TV, you know, in the background when I called that person. Went back over there. Hearing them talking. It was the girl. It was that girl. And I'm like, okay, now. So I knocked on the door. Got quiet. Quiet as a mouse. So I guess he told the girl to not say anything. Now, I heard a conversation. They were talking about Nikes. I guess um, either she borrowed some Nikes for him or she bought him some Nikes. Because he was like, where are my Nikes? Where, where are the Nikes? And he loved to say nigga. Nigga. So... <laughs> That, you know, that had happened. So then from there, I'm like, you know what? This is ridiculous. So um, it was a very hurtful thing. First of all, you trying to do one thing. Now, we were both in the wrong. Yes, true enough. But we, we had talked about that earlier. You can watch the replay um, just to get that part. But anyway, instead of you coming clean with me, you're lying. You're just lying. And it is one lie on top of another. And then when I think back on that night, that Friday night, I'm like, you were literally in that girl's face. So as I'm thinking about this whole narcissistic situation, um, it, which, which is what he is, he doesn't care about anybody except himself. If he's talking to you once again, he's manipulating you. Um, I just spent a whole year with his emotional rage. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's rageous, sometimes he's rage. Um, I just end up into so much chaos at that church because of him. He was always, anytime it was chaos with me, the stem was him. The stem was him, right? So my name was always in the air at that place, which that's fine. It goes along with the territory. I'm not, you know, hating or I'm not upset about that. But I'm just saying what type of division this man brings, what type of discord this soul brings, okay? So then now I end up saying that, you know, it was very hurtful. And I had never been to anything like that. I'm thinking to myself, I had just lost my dad. And instead of you helping me, you're hindering me and you're trying to take advantage of me and you're trying to take money and everything else you can get from me. You're trying to take my sanity. So by this time I had called one of the other pastors and talked with him. I'm like, hey, you know what? Um, I think I need to leave, um, you know, this place now. And so he, he and the other pastor taught me out of leaving. So I stayed there for a month. It was tormenting. It was extremely torturous. Um, we, we, we had both gotten a reprimand and we were sat down. His was supposed to have been worse than mine, but his whole reprimand, he didn't take it seriously. Some of the times we were being there, he'd just be staring at me so hard. Um, sometimes he looking at me so mean or whatever. Like, you know, it was just ridiculous. And so I end up moving my seat so I can be out of his eye view, which I really never try to sit to the back of the church. I always sit up in the front. So I even moved my seat. So during that whole month that we were on our reprimand sitting down from doing ministry, 
Um, you know, he was he was just being a child, playing so many games. I remember one 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 day, one Sunday, um, what was it? He had bumped me really hard, and I'm like, I know this man see me here, or every time I may sit somewhere, he'll make sure he'll come over, reach over me, speak to whomever, just so I can see him. And I'm just like, you are so childish to be a pastor. And you're too old to be doing that kind of stuff. Um, I remember the pastor who gave us our reprimand, he said, well, myself and the main pastor have a copy of this. If anybody know about this, it's going to be either you telling it or him. When he left out that morning with his reprimand, he ended up texting the girl. And, and I can tell, texting the girl. I'm like, you barely even know this girl. You don't know if this girl saved. This girl may be at this ministry, and and you guys here here's the part that's gonna come in. That's 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 um that's most important. You don't know what that girl came to this church for, and then she brought a certain type of people with her. I'm not even gonna say because it's not about that. God loves every soul. Like now, all this girl knows is that you come to church to sleep with pastors. The girl wasn't even a member yet. I don't even think that she was even saved. They were so young. The girl's young enough to be his granddaughter. You're old, but because you're trying to be manipulative, and I guess you heard a hair story. All you hear are ding dollar signs. So you want to try to cut into someone else's life for your own selfish benefits. That's what that was all about. That was the narcissist in him. And so, of course, he's not going to tell anybody that. So anyway, um, he would even try to like have her standing there, whatever, and try to make me jealous. I'm like, no, I'm not jealous. Uh, I mean, really, there's there's no comparison there at all. Um, I love myself, and I think highly. Well, I'm, I'm not say I think highly myself, but I but I love myself. So that's you know that can never make, make me jealous. Angry, yes, I was upset because we couldn't talk to each other for like I know 30 days or whatever. I think it was 60 or whatever. So I was so upset. I'm like, you just wait until I'm after you know off this right here. So he would just do little nagging things, whatever, just to try to get up into my skin. And I had to suffer through that every Sunday, two services every Thursday, every Sunday. I was like, okay, I can't take this more. This is ridiculous. And, um, you know, just trying to get my deliverance, which I know that wherever you um, got hurt at, there's no way you can get deliverance in that same atmosphere. There is no way you can get deliverance. So it was very tormenting. It was extremely tormenting. I had um, lost about 14 pounds. Um, I couldn't sleep. I would lose sleep because this was traumatic. I had already had something major to happen in my life. My dad, I lost my dad. There's something else going on in my personal life. And then now this, and I'm like, all I was there for you to do all I was trying to do was help you and you take advantage of me you take advantage of my kindness you take advantage of everything and then you try to just like what do you call it talk about me put me in the center of a lot of foolishness getting in trouble about different things going I've never gone to the pastor's office going to sit and having meetings getting in trouble about stuff I've never been through anything like that I mean he would just cause so much chaos in my life to where it was just so ridiculous um, so he was the type of person who would like to talk about people. That was one thing he loved to do. And I hated talking about people, but if I didn't talk with him about people, he would get mad. So I could sit there and listen to him talk about people. I would hear his church conversations. I mean, he would smile in people's face, talk behind their back. Okay. That's the kind of, per the type of person he was. So now 
I'm like, Lord, you know, keep my heart right in this. You know, it's hard right now. I need your help. But keep my heart right because I need you to hear my prayers. If I regard iniquity in my heart, I know that you're not going to hear my prayers. So I had to be the, a bigger person. My prayer life went to a whole nother level. So honestly speaking, I thank God for this situation. This is the testimony.